Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast. Today is a special episode, ladies and gentlemen. We have Daniel from PWN CNC. We have Nat from Nat's Naughty Works LLC and Nick from NPG Creations. And myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. Nick, let's get into sponsors. I just want to let everybody know that Daniel here is with us from PWN CNC. Uh, we want to thank you, Daniel, for making this episode possible. You've been one of our major supporters, and uh, I got to say, the new spindle kits you got are quite amazing, uh, which we'll get into that here in a little bit. But for 10% off your order at pwncnc.com, use promo code SAWDUSTNATION. That'll get you 10% off your, your order of really everything over there, but go buy a spindle. I guarantee you'll enjoy it if you own a CNC machine. And uh, next up, I want to thank old Total Boat. Thank you for your continued support. Total Boat uh, has that great epoxy. Check them out, totalboat.com, or hit them up on Instagram at Total Boat. They're very responsive if you have any questions about their products. And last but not least, JTEC Photonics. Thank you again, sir, Jay, Mr. Jay. Thank you for your continued support. Um, check them out, jtechphotonics.com, if you're interested in purchasing a diode laser. But now, uh, all our sponsors are, are out of the way. I want to go ahead and get into the what's your shop portion. And, and we have a very special guest, like I mentioned before. Daniel's here. So, Daniel, I know you've been busy over there with all the elves in your workshop. Tell us what's going on in your shop. So, I am upgrading my Rat Rig 3D printer. It's a, a gigantic 3D printer, about 500 cubed uh, millimeters. So, I could print some massive stuff. But the problem is, every time I open the garage door, the 3D printer, which is sitting right here, uh, has some wafts of air, and especially when it's getting cold, really messes with the print, especially those uh, two or three day print jobs. So I'm putting panels, panel doors, uh, latches and hinges and all that stuff using a uh, diamond drag bit on my uh, X-carve that's hanging from the ceiling with my uh, with my spindle kit, actually. Nice. I've installed a uh, 0.8 air spindle onto that machine simply because it's up i move it up and down quite a bit on my uh onefinity over here so daniel's daniel's about to show us here in his shop for all the patron members you get to see unfortunately uh you're gonna have to get a patron membership if you want to see this but it's a massive massive device and over there i've actually got a uh my onefinity machine it's a smaller machine but i've got it hooked up with a uh 1.5 uh water cooled um, with all the with all the cool gadgets, the uh, no leak connectors, uh, which are just awesome. I worked with a uh, company called Coolants. Um, they've got a bunch of connectors, and I worked with them to uh, design something special that can literally screw right into the top mm-hmm. of the water cooled spindles. So it removes the um, leaking version. Basically, you got to put your tube in, tighten it down, and the only way to maintenance it is to loosen the tube pop the tube out and then all of the coolant flows everywhere and you got to deal with all that. These no leak connectors, you just basically pop them in and pop them right off. And there's maybe a dab of water or coolant right there and then just pop it right back in. It works perfectly. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea, especially when you're working with coolant like that. I mean, like you don't want to get any of that on your uh, wasteboard or anything. I mean, like that might warp the bed or whatever, depending on what you do. It, it was a great addition to your kit. I mean, like I definitely would get those. I have a quick question about the coolant on those things. So at what temperature would you start running coolant instead of just water? Um, I would probably do it right around 40, somewhere around there. I mean, Celsius or uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I was gonna say, if Celsius, that's pretty hot. <laughs> and the the go invite advice. I've spoke with um, several people, including BNR, who also have spindle kits. They sell them to um, CNC for newbies folks. Um, I spoke with Billy over there, and he's his main suggestion is um, two parts water to one part um, premixed antifreeze, which is interesting. Um, so distilled so, water. So, so the pre premixed antifreeze is that what you get at the store? It's the fifty fifty stuff, or I believe it is. I haven't actually researched it. My uh, my go to is actually window washer fluid. That's what I'm currently running through mine right now. Easy setup. I, I know Josh was saying he set his up this week. Uh, Josh, how long did it take you to set yours up? Not long. I mean, it took longer to just kind of like set it up to actually install. Um, and that's because, you know, you got to loosen a couple of things and that. But to actually install it, I don't know. It took me like a half hour. I mean, like, you know, I just took my time. You know, I actually was talking to Nap for a little bit of it and you, Nick. But uh, it was like a half hour and it was basically up and running. Dan, did you you obviously did all the research on that to make sure that that was an easy setup, right? Yep, exactly. The uh, my main goal with with offering a spindle is I wanted it as easy and drop in as possible. With the uh, pandemic, it was getting harder and harder for CNC manufacturers to come up with uh, Dewalt spindles, Dewalt palm routers. So many of them have yeah. actually switched to Makita's. I heard they discontinued the DW six eleven. I'm surprised. Palm router. <laughs> And that's why um, X-Carve right now is doing the Makitas. They have uh, selling them with them. So I got a quick question, though. So so the spindle uh, diameter is 65 millimeters for the 1.5 kilowatt, right? And that's the same diameter for the Makita, isn't it? That's correct. Yep. Which means all you got to do is just pull your Makita out and drop the spindle in. So, But if you have a DeWalt, what do you do? Because I know that they're a little wider. They are, they're 69 millimeters instead of 65. And I've come up with a couple of plastic inserts, a couple simple designs. Um, I'm going to share the files here uh, sometime this week. I'm trying to catch up on pre-orders, but I'm going to share the design. I've got the files up on my site for sale. Um, simple little design. It's a, uh, it comes, so there's two CNC machines that I know that have this problem. One would be the older Shapokos who have the one inch thick um, router mount. When they were selling their machines, they actually provide you with a little uh, metal insert, which reduces it down from 69 to 65. So if you lost your insert, I've got one designed that said plastic, um, should be should work perfectly fine. Uh, it's basically a metal um, clamped around plastic, clamped around metal. So it should be pretty stable, certainly great for uh, woodworking and that sort of thing. If you're doing something more precise, like cutting aluminum, and those fractions of a millimeter are important to you, then definitely reach out to your uh, CNC manufacturer. They more than likely have a 65 millimeter mount. So I'll go ahead and share the findings I had with the the water cooled system. Um, so one of the first things I did, the first carves I did, was a very detailed picture with a 60 degree bit. I wanted to see, you know, with the uh, insert because mine was a. Dewalt router. I had the insert. I three D printed. It gave me the file. Wanted just to see how it would do. I and it was perfect. I didn't see any variation at all. I'm doing woodworking, so I mean, like if there was a millimeter off, I would probably never notice. Even with the insert, it's very stable, clean cuts, and it was it's quite amazing. When we we're first talking about getting those spindles, I was I was like, man, it's gonna be so sweet, right? And I got all the the new parts for my X carve. Uh, my second X carve. So I put that together and I was like, okay, um, this, this is, 
the spindle, once it ships, is going to be my my final piece, right? And I was like, shoot, I don't have a spindle mount. Because I went on the website and I was like, 65 millimeters. And then I looked at DeWalt with 69. I was about to order another DeWalt or another uh, X-Carve one. I just did a little quick search on eBay. And I fe- they have plenty of 65 millimeter spindle mounts that are just, if you're working with metal, they're all precision milled uh, spindle mounts as well. So, uh, but I, I ended up getting a TBD CNC one that was a brand new still. The guy never unboxed it. I actually mess this guy. So I actually messaged this guy. He was selling a spindle kit with a mount. And I, like months ago, I was like, hey man, do you want to sell that like separately? And he's like, no, I'm going to keep it all together. So I wasn't going to pay for everything. And so I just like, you know, basically wrote it off. Well, a few weeks ago, I went and found that he split him up because nothing was selling. And uh, probably because Daniel's over here killing the game with these spindles, <laughs> right? But uh, anyway, so I bought it and it came, I, I did like a, a bid on it and I got it for like dirt cheap for for precision build aluminum. That's pretty cool. So that's what I got on my machine. But I have the air-cooled, 1.5 kilowatt air-cooled spindle. It's obviously PWNC and I put some uh, a couple videos, I think, on my Instagram, and uh, if you want to check it out and see it running, go ahead and head head over to my Instagram and take a look. Or I think Daniel has video on his Facebook page, right? Yep. What's that Facebook page, Daniel? Um, I think it's just Facebook.com/slash BoneCNC. Is, it's is it the support group page or is it the your your personal page? That would be the uh, company page, and then I think there's a link right off the company page into the users group, which is where you really want to be. That's where all the good information is, and people asking questions and Q and A sessions. Daniel's always it's in our link trees. I mean, I think it's on my link tree. I think it's on the SDM one as well. If it's not, we'll make sure it's there. I heard Santa delivered a bunch of spindles or VFDs this week. What say you, Daniel? I have got all kinds of stuff. I've got over a hundred VFDs. I'm up to my ears in them. They're hot. They're boxes everywhere. There's like six of them right there. I've got another one down here. Uh, underneath my assembly table, I've got more over there by my table saw. Um, it is crazy. So you're you you're pretty good on on uh, inventory. If, if people like or say pause this podcast and go buy one right now, they would be able to get one. What in a couple within a week or two? Oh yes, and I'd be able to ship it. Yep, I'd be able to ship it by Monday. Ooh, see that Christmas? You can get one for Christmas for the uh, woodworker in your home. Or yourself. Houses <laughs> out there that might listen to the podcast with their significant others, okay? Know that if they have a CNC, they want this. You don't even need to ask them. I guarantee. Just you just get it. You put it under the tree. They open it Christmas morning, and they'll be thanking you. It'll be the best gift under the tree. All right. So what do you think is better, the air-cooled or the water-cooled? Your personal opinion. I don't think that's a fair question to ask. That's not a fair <laughs> question? I'm partial. I'm partial to the air-cooled. Honestly, I think there's benefits to both depending on your scenario. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest part is probably just going to be that reservoir. If you've got a space for that, then go water cooled. It is really Absolutely. cool. And that's that's the only problem I came across, Daniel, was finding a place. But you know what? With that kind of kit, I'll make space. I'll build its own stand if I have to because the capability you gain based off that is worth it. Oh, um, I was about to say I actually got a uh, picked up a four-gallon bucket. And mount and have it up on my ceiling mount. So there's a I've got a bunch of uh, ceiling racks up here in the up here mm, in the garage, okay. and I put it up there and then have long tubes just running down to the CNC <laughs> machine. <laughs> hey, it works, right? 
a mad scientist with all the tubes and all that stuff running all over the place. It's everywhere. So before Daniel ever wanted to set up, he might have even had this in his brain and just never really told me about it. He's probably keeping it a secret. But Daniel made uh, his own spindle kit from like scratch, like without even making all of his own stuff. And I saw it on his user group and I was like, hey, how do I do this? Like, hook me up. Tell me what you do. He sent me a whole whole parts list. Well, I started with a five-gallon bucket. Well, eventually, after I got my laser, again, another recommendation from Daniel, uh, Daniel practically built my shop before I met Nick. And then Nick also, you know, was bad for my pocketbook and I bought other tools because of Nick. But uh, Daniel walked me through everything. Okay. So I noticed that the chiller for the laser was something you possibly could use for the spindle. And I was like, well, I want a closed loop system because with the bucket, you can get dust in there. Things can get into your spindle possibly, et cetera. And it might not even be on purpose. It Dust always finds a way. So I ended up getting the... Uh, it's like Jurassic, it, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Life always finds yeah. a way. There we go. So, you know, CW, I got a... Was it CW3000, which I think is actually an Omtech chiller. Uh, that, at least that's where I got it. It's an Omtech, you know, laser chiller. And uh, I ended up hooking that up. Now, mind you, I had a couple, not issues, but some things that were bothering me. And I may or may not had to have um, <clears throat> void the warranty and do some wiring of my own. But I ended up getting it to work. And everything works. And it's only because I broke one of the little, uh, the return reservoir, uh, which is why I'll be buying one of Daniel's no leak things because I need a new one. And I ended up having to go from a quarter to an eighth inch uh, inner diameter. So I'm not getting the return pressure. So the thing was sending off an alarm that there was a blockage. So I had to disable the alarm, uh, which was kind of funny because I was like, I'm going to be a mad scientist and disable this thing. But anyways, Josh was like, hey, what chiller do I need to get? Well, you end up getting the 3000 as well. And that's my kid yelling in the background. Sorry about that to my patron. Hey, we're all dads. So I think I yeah. can uh, understand that. But yeah, you're no. absolutely right. Um, I, in, in the beginning, I was talking about, you know, different options for uh, the reservoir. And uh, I initially wanted to start with what came with the kit because, you know, I'm going to test it the way it comes. Um, I did order a chiller, uh, the 3000. It should be here at the end of the week. I'm going to run the reservoir in the bucket for a while because, honestly, I want to test it out. Um, that's that's the way it's going to come. That's Someone may not want to order a chiller right away. I'm, I'm going to put it through its paces and then eventually hook up with uh, the chiller. Daniel, do you have any plans on developing a chiller for this? I question. can neither confirm nor deny such allegations. <laughs> oh, boy. Getting on them nerves. I'll tell you what, when he does confirm or possibly deny his chiller experience, when I eventually get the PWN uh, spindle, uh, I'm definitely going to probably add that and I'll buy that separately. Blink twice if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) With with Josh and the whole bucket thing, so to all our patrons and listeners, I actually ran my spindle off the bucket for a good six or seven months. And I only made the switch just because I wanted the closed loop system. There was actually nothing in my bucket. And for those that use a bucket, either A, hot glue around the where you put the tubes in mm-hmm. to the top or get a rubber grommet. It actually does prevent the dust um, fairly well. Uh, so if you are one of those folks that isn't going to get a chiller right away and the bucket is your choice, it'll work just fine. Just make sure you seal everything away. That's all. I, that's all I got for that. All you literally do is go to Lowe's or Home Depot or Ace Hardware. It's like, I don't know, five, six bucks for the lid and the bucket, and you're you're done. 
You got that 500 millimeter uh, rat rig now. You can start printing your own PWN book. (laughs) (laughs) For a nominal fee, you can get a 3D printed bucket. Oh, man. I couldn't imagine, like, how long that would take. Yeah, but that'd be one industrial bucket. I'm telling you right now. That thing would have, like, the best fill. Okay. So, Daniel, I got a question, and I'm not trying to put you in a spot here. Uh, I know it's on your PWN uh, users group and whatnot with the 2.2s. And I know, like, you could run the 2.2s on the capacity that they're currently at, but they won't be at full power. Um, what is, uh, what's the future looking like that uh, for, for people that aren't on your users group? So I'm really disappointed with the way the 2.2s are turning out. I actually have um, a dozen 2.2s under my workbench right now that I don't really feel comfortable selling. It's more of a power calculation issue. And unfortunately, many of the uh, Chinese spindles, they don't label them correctly. Um, so I've had to do a bunch of uh, actual math, you know, actual math. Math is good. Learn your math. <laughs> um, but I had to do some math and, and some calculations to determine perfect amperage to run these at. Combine that with the VFD calculations, those numbers, and then what is reasonably expected in a house or a residence um, without having to put in extra circuitry. And right now, in most shops, you can either, you could at least get a 15 amp. Most of them probably have a 20 amp circuit. With the uh, 1.5s, you're going to want probably about a 20 amp circuit. It doesn't have to be dedicated. You could run a one light or maybe the pond pump or something like that, but don't run the CNC and the spindle off the same power circuit, right? With the, uh, with the power, um, the 30 amp circuit, if you're going to install a 30 amp circuit in your garage, why would you put in a 110? Why not just go with a 220, have lower amperage, and and then you can get a 220 spindle, <laughs> which is coming later. <laughs> so with the uh, 0.8s and the 1.5s, those were the best for the 20 amp circuits. Those are kind of what I wanted to stick around because those are the drop in. Um, I wanted to make this as easy and installable as possible. So not only the spindle bodies, but also the power requirements. Um, the only trouble with that is it does limit the amount of um, your, your collet size. So you're kind of stuck on an ER11, which is basically what the uh, palm routers all have. So you can go up to a quarter inch shank bit and, you, and you're perfectly fine, which the kit does come with a quarter eighth and a 16th collet. So if you use any size of those bits, which is the most common for our folks, um, it'll work fine. Yeah. I was super, super surprised to see those collets in there. I was when in the kit. I was like, holy cow, that's good stuff. So the, the reason why I brought that up, Daniel, not to call you out or anything, but one thing I want our listeners to understand is Daniel has literally calculated everything. Okay. Like, first of all, I hate math and he loves math, obviously, because he's doing all of that math. But it's literally taking the thought out of it for us as makers. Like, hey, this is tried and true, proven, done to the T. And the fact that he pulled something from the shelf instead of just selling it like some companies may, Chinese, and they'll send you stuff and it won't even work to its full capacity. So if you don't already trust PWNC and C, now is your time to maybe make that switch because he's definitely doing all of the work for you. Look, there's nothing more... I don't hate, I, there's nothing more that I hate than getting a new tool or getting a new item and it being all like, I don't want to say like everything in written in Chinese, but when it comes to mathematics, schematics and all that other stuff, I'm not a very smart man. Okay. 
I like the easy peasy plug and go. And when I received the spindle kit, I had it up and running, like Josh said, within 30 minutes. The diagrams that he sent with the instructions, all that stuff were spot on. All you have to do is just be able to read and you can put it together. You know, not even that. All you have to do is be able There's to pictures. look at pictures. There's legit pictures in there. So it is army proof. I'm telling you, it's army proof. No offense. Thank you for your service, gentlemen who are in the army. But uh, you all know what I'm saying when it's army proof, you know, front towards enemy. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, why would you not go with a PWN spindle anyway? You get Skittles or some goodie with it. I'm just I ate the Skittles way before I put it together. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I ate the Skittles on the podcast So when I unboxed it. Anything else you got going on over there, big guy? Um, well, the uh, to, to continue on that thread, I do have um, – I am working on the 2.2s. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to put in a circuit – Put in a 220. And not only that, um, we're close enough. I'm um, in about six months or so. I'm going to have a yellow Friday sale. So if it, those who don't know, uh, Pwn CNC's colors are black and yellow. We just had Black Friday. So I'm going to have a really good yellow Friday sale. And at that time, I will launch the uh, 220 spindles so that you can get a really good discount right out the gate for everybody who's uh, interested in more power and a bigger collet size. I should be in my new house by then, which means I'll have a dedicated shop, which means I'll have a 220 outlet for this. (laughs) Already planning, man. Look at that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You better believe it. When, you know, I get my second CNC and I get my new shop, it's definitely going to be upgraded with that. I do a Daniel style where I have one... And then the second tier is actually floating right above it, ready to go. Man, the way you utilize your shop is just is just amazing. I'm jelly. Like I'm not. Like, yeah, your shop flow is amazing. Like every time I watch your videos, I'm like, man, it's so clean in there. Look at all that storage. Like you know when you're like you got like the centerfold. The centerfold for me is like, man, look at those cabinets. Like those those things are good. Like you put all sorts of stuff in there. I wish I had those. <laughs> I wish I had that space. You could know, you could right? actually walk. You could walk through yours. Uh, but man, I mean, with the amount of CNCs you have, the 3D printers and everything else, you've utilized the shop great. Coming out with brand new stuff, you're not stopping. Uh, the spindle kits are just, you know, the top of the line. We're not just saying it because we have one. We always back what we say on this podcast. If you have questions about your spindles, I know Daniel, anytime we message you, you're right on the spot. I don't know how you do it. Um, and then, you know, any th- us three would definitely be able to answer your questions. It's one of those things we keep saying how easy it is to put together. If you know your CNC at all, you should be able to go and put it together within a half hour or so, even if you wanted to take your time and it'd be running within that half hour, ready to go. He's already pre-programmed the VFDs. Like it's a plug and play, plain and simple. So if you, if you have questions, send them to uh, support at pwncnc.com. I am no longer, I can no longer call myself a one-man shop. Although technically this is one-man shop here. Uh, my second man is actually over in North Carolina. Um, Clinton has has joined the team. Uh, so if you email support, you'll either get a response from Clinton or me. Um, and he has graciously volunteered uh, to agree to uh, video calls or phone calls or whatnot, so that if you have questions on the spindles when you're installing them, just we'll just make set up an appointment with him, 
and he'll jump on and explain it and walk you through the process. He's a really good guy. He actually runs the uh, the Carveco users group on Facebook. So if you if you don't know that software, you should definitely try it out. It's it's really good software too. <laughs> it's awesome that uh, things are working out so well that you needed the extra help with the support. I mean, especially with him being willing to able to video and help people walk through the setup process. That's better support than I think anything I've ever bought. Yeah, I mean, you, you got real world, real live, you know, help. And that's, I think that's a lot of things people are afraid of is like, if they're having an issue, they call a number or they email somebody who's in another country somewhere, mm-hmm. which is, which I know Nap has been having some issues. I'll with. talk about it when I get to my show. <laughs> uh, I, so mad right now. I, honestly, guys, I am pretty mad, but real quick on that note, like Clinton, and Daniel, great, great helps, but as well because, you know, Daniel was gracious enough to allow us to be testers and also to help set stuff up. And honestly, we're learning as we go as well, but we're also learning the intricacies of putting it on a Shapoko or on an X-Carb. So if you have those machines, you need help, you can also even hit us up on Instagram because I'm sure we can point you in the right direction with setup stuff. And if we don't know the answer, guess what? I'm going to tell you or we're going to tell you we don't know, and then we'll tell you to go to the support group. Because although it is a two-man shop now, uh, there's still a community behind it. So just make sure that you do have more than just those avenues as well. Well, I'll never tell somebody I don't know when it comes to this. What I'll do is I'll just get I'll just get Daniel on the horn. <laughs> and I'll just the information and sound like I'm smart. So uh, the spittle kits are out. That was a big announcement uh, the last time you were on. Is there anything else in the in the works that you're going to be announcing this this coming year? That we could maybe uh, sneak a little hint out of. Well, there's a uh, there's a new website coming. Mm. So I've I've grown beyond my uh, current web store platform, and I'm setting up a new one. Uh, I'm actually moving to uh, Shopify. Oh, so nice. there's all kinds of features and affiliate programs and gift cards and and all kinds of things that I can that I've been playing around with and setting up with setting up. So hopefully, I'm targeting probably the first of the year. I'm really working my butt off trying to get that sooner because I really want all those features because it just helps everybody out, in my opinion. Well, I just want to volunteer for the affiliate program. I'm, for, I'm <laughs> we are affiliates. <laughs> we pract- I mean, we practically are at this point. I mean, Daniel, like you said, is one of our biggest supporters. So he is. And we do thank you for that, seriously. Absolutely. So in, in I am coming out with some upgraded um, um, tubing. So I'm gonna I'm nicknaming it the uh, umbilical cord. <laughs> Nicely done. So it's gonna have a it's gonna have a, some clear larger clear tubes which perfectly match to the uh, no leak um, connectors. Um, they'll be really long. There'll be a nice uh, wrapper. Um, there'll be some plastic inserts to kind of hold everything together all the way along the channel, and then mm-hmm. of course a uh, um, a nice braided wrap. So you, so it just looks nice. Because if you got a machine and you're spending that much money, just might as well make it look nice too. That's true. Actually, you know, I, I do have to compliment you on your your uh, power cord uh, braid Absolutely, that you have around. Yeah. I was like, I received that, and I was like, wow, that's 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 awesome. It's, it's what is it anti-static, right? I believe it is. I you, you know, so for those folks who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the braid that goes around it is essentially like the same thing that like a Festool vacuum would have on the hose. So you don't collect dust and it doesn't stick to the, to the cord. Yeah. The individual you had made these and you can mention, I don't honestly know the name, but the individual that made these, they did really well. Aaron is a really good guy. 
Um, he was selling a, he was doing a group buy with people in the Onefinity group um, for spindle kits. And it, it, you know, there's a whole lot involved in spindles. And he reached out and I said, Hey, do you want to make my cables for me? And we went back and forth and came up with a really awesome, uh, high quality. I mean, I'm sending him all the quality parts that go into this thing. And he's spending a lot of time on each cable to make sure it is perfect. And I love them. They've turned out great. I like the fit and finish. The cable uh, was amazing. I jumped rope with it just to let you guys know how long it was. I'm totally playing. I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a very nice long rope or nice long uh, cable. So you'll never really have to worry about not reaching that power outlet or excuse me, not the, not the cable from the VFD, not reaching your, your VFD from the, uh, the spindle. So if you have like a, a regular X carve, it's what almost twice the length of the X carve, isn't it? So you could go all the way down and back. What's the max capacity. If, do you know uh, for the size of that cable? It's a 16 foot long. Um, it's an 18 gauge cable for, for the smaller amperage there. So it allows people if they want to upgrade their machine to get a bigger bed machine and keep the same cables, not have to pay pay for anything extra out of pocket. And then once um, once I have enough of them stocked up, I'm hoping to release them separately. So if you if you do go buy that Chinese spindle, I can help you out with a pre made cable. Ooh, fancy! Hey, so do your uh, do your no leak fittings also fit on those as well? Um, fit onto what? The Chinese spindles, because you know I made one based off what we originally bought. So I'm like, I would really love those. So many of this, pretty much all of the spindles that I've tested, and I tested quite a few before actually deciding on the uh, G Penny ones that I picked up. They either have an M8 by 1.0 or an M8 by 1.25 threaded water co- water connector. So the connector that I picked up or that I had designed with a uh, coolant. Um, it has a M8 by 1.25. However, it can thread into the M8 by 1. Not only that, the uh, connector itself has got a rubber grommet around it. So when you do tighten that down, um, even, even though the threads aren't perfect, that rubber grommet should stop anything that might think about coming out. Sweet. Yep, I'll be ordering those probably tonight. That's now there's an apple cross thread. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so speaking of those uh, of that VFD cable, so if you on the podcast you can see over my shoulder here, but um, on the Patreon, but I've got a couple of a um, couple of water tubes. So the spindle tubes and the spindle kits that you get off Amazon, they come with maybe uh, maybe sixteen feet, and that's it of tubing. I know Josh, I sent you only sixteen, but I've since upgraded it, and here's what I'm pointing out: even though the kit ships. I'm always looking for ways to improve it, make it better. And what I've come out with this time is I found a source for orange um, tubing that's exactly the same uh, uh, strength and and durability and you know bendiness um, than as the blue one that comes with the spindle kits. So I'm including 16 foot of the blue and 16 foot of the orange. As one is an inlet, one is an outlet, um, so you know which one is hot and which one's cold. So that's smart. You could put all of your stuff sixteen feet away from your spin from your actual spindle motor if you wanted. You kind of blew my mind just yeah, now. You could just run it straight from the faucet and just say. <laughs> <laughs> and with that length, I mean, like, um, I was able to route it through my drag chain, 
and completely go to the reservoir with no issues. Um, I mean, my reservoir is right next to the CNC, but um, it, like I said, the drag chain, original drag chain for the X car fits all the wiring and the tubing. Um, it's a little snug, but easily can snap uh, the cover on and work just fine. So, like, if you're worried about anything else you have to buy with the kit, that's definitely not one of them. You want to talk about maybe add the addition of a bracket the kits? Are you developing those to keep the, the tubing and stuff away? Oh, the uh, oh the the suggest the problem you run into, yeah, yeah. Um, I am I am working on a way. So, with your uh, when you installed yours, you reached out and told me about a um, the tubing and everything when the way you were routing that up and around the uh, Z stepper motor, mm-hmm. um, you were having a lot of interference with that. So the so the stiffness of those tubes were kind of blocking and, and constantly bumping into that. So I'm trying to come up with along with that um, umbilical cord idea of rotating those, having that those tubes rotate in the right direction away from that motor around it um, so that you can get it down into the chains. So yeah. yes, I am playing around with a few ideas on how to make that happen. Are all these extra brackets and stuff, are they, are you putting them on Thingiverse? They too? are, but I'm kind of disappointed with Thingiverse. They're constantly uh, starting to fail on me. So I'm actually um, thinking, I'm trying to figure out how to move them all to my site um, so that I can be the host. And I know that if it's broken, I can go fix it. That's smart. That's that's awesome. Host with the most. Well, I mean, you could control the content a little bit more in there as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, Thingiverse is so open. It's sometimes hard to uh, learn what you need to learn from what you're trying to achieve on there. Yep. And on Thingiverse, you're talking um, 3D printer people, um, not necessarily CNC people who might have a 3D printer on the side. So since I speak both languages, I can make sure that the CNC language makes sure everybody knows and, and it's easily understood that you push this button and you download files. That simple. It's a brilliant idea. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot going on in that shop over there. Indeed. Okay, with that, Nick, what do you got going on, dude? Oh, man. Uh, so, obviously, my PWN 1.5 kilowatt air-cooled spindle is um, – I had to, man. I'm repping the air-cooled. Air it's, it's so quiet. And I don't have to worry about tubes with water or coolant. Not, not knocking it, saying if it's your thing, it's your thing, baby, but – I like, I love my thing. I, I, and I'll tell you what, if Josh was like, I'll trade you today, I'd be like, nope, not happening. But uh, got a lot of stuff going on. Got quite a few orders coming up. I'm going to be on vacation. I guess you could call it vacation here in a couple of weeks. So uh, once that happens, I'm going into full production mode. I will have zero distractions um, just because I will get up and my, my job, my day job will be actually woodworking for uh, minus like a few days for Christmas. But um, I'll be all the way until like I say the after the first week of January. Uh, so I've got uh, a couple of box like memory boxes people ordered. I have an actual urn. I've never made an urn before. I've got to make that. So um, that was interesting. Trying to get the like figure out like all right. So how do big do I make this? Because like last thing you want is for somebody to order like a beautiful elaborate box with initials on it and stuff, and then like the the contents don't fit, you know, not trying to sound morbid, but you know, so I did a little research on that. Um, it's going to be a walnut box. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go pull out all the stops for that one. Cause it is a friend who's 
who uh, who requested it from me. Plaques are about to be shipped off up to New Jersey. Uh, we are underway still on those signs. Uh, me and Nap are working on. Nap's about finished with his 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 end, and I just have to put some epoxy in uh, in mine, and then I'll be shipping those out. And then life's good in the shop. I'm just tired at the end of the day, but I guess that's a good thing, right? It means you worked hard. My laser is firing on all cylinders. I started making. Uh, so my wife's a nurse. And she has these things that they wear on their, like with their ID on it. It's a little like retractable name tag holder. So they can like swipe into different, different doors and all that stuff. And then it just retracts. So it shows their face on their, on their uniform or their scrubs. But on that particular mechanism, there's like a piece of acrylic uh, that they like to decorate or have different designs on. And right now Christmas is a real big thing. So I've been cutting up a lot of like I'm making out of making them out of like cherry wood, uh, different designs for the the nurses at her hospital. Um, she's really interested in making some extra money, so uh, she's the salesperson now, pushing these items at the hospital for all the other nurses, and they're cheeky, cheeky little. Uh, some of them are like you know sarcastic things, and other ones are just like festive and. And all that. You can find them on Etsy if you're really looking for like the super nice uh, uh, epoxied ones. But uh, pretty soon I'll venture into the acrylic cutting on those and uh, start do- using some uh, the total boat that I have with some of those black diamond pigments. Um, yeah. I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm, I apologize. I'm trying to explain it as the best as possible. But it's just like uh, I just assume that you have a fancy name tag. <laughs> That's really all it is. But the new thing in my shop is using 3M uh, 3M double-sided paper. And I forget what the actual name of the paper is called. Let me pull it up here real quick. But it's amazing. I started using those on my signs instead of glue. And it has been a, a, like a revolution um, in my sign making. So... Instead of cutting out the acrylic individually and gluing the pieces together, what I do is I put the, it's called 3M SLE paper, 3M SLE paper. I marry that like by peeling off one side and I, I make it flat on uh, whatever side of the acrylic I want. I flip it over so that the acrylic is facing the laser head and the laser head cuts right through everything. And then so I can do multi layers without getting a mess or without like compromising any of the paint that I paint on the acrylic, anything like that. It's and it sticks good. It doesn't like ever just like come off and it definitely doesn't come off in the cold either. So so just keep that in mind. If you're ever trying to like make a sign out of plastic, plexiglass or acrylic, you can use this double sided 3M paper and get a nice clean um cut on the laser and adherence to itself. So that's all I really got. I don't work for 3M. I just discovered this. I'm super excited about it. I I do have a downside though. It is expensive. It's like really expensive. So for a 12 inch roll of 60 yards of this stuff, it's like 440 bucks. So I know, right? But in all things, I pass it on to the, the price of things off onto the customer. So, um, they're going to have to pay a little more to get their cool signage done. But at the end of the day, 
does it really matter if they really want that sign they're going to buy it either way and it's going to look professional and that's the way that's what we want coming out of my shop so um well that's all i got what about you there uh josh what do you got going on in your shop well you know it's the holiday season so we're doing a lot of holiday stuff Uh, my wife secured a um i think it was a 60 ornament order so she's working on that Um, we're also doing cups for the squadron which are 100 cups, and that is more on the cricket side, doing logos on there. I'm doing some ornaments for the squadron. Those are almost complete. Uh, half of them are done. The other half just need to be lasered and then cleared. So we're our hopes are anything for the squadron that we're doing is going to be out this Friday. The USO project that I was tasked to do is going to be complete here at the end of the week. And basically all that is is computer uh, mounts. They're going to put... Um, I forget what type of computer it is, but they're going to put it into uh, the box that I'm building. There's going to be a fold-down keyboard. They wanted it secure, so it's going to be like a lockbox. It's going to be going to French cleats on the wall and then secured by the box itself um, with a lock so they can obviously get it off if they need to. So they're going to paint them, but I'm going to install everything, get it set up for them so they know what it looks like, how it is. Then they'll take them down, paint them, put them back. Um, the big thing is, is they got to operate that on their own once I'm out of the picture. So me installing it with a representative there and then having them take it off the wall so they understand how to operate it, that's the biggest thing. And there's going to be two of those. I already got the panels and everything basically cut. I just got to do some uh, rabbits and uh, some cutouts in the actual uh, wood. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a little bit more unique than I've uh, built, especially for a computer. But uh should be interesting. Um, I have two shadow boxes, one due um, toward the end of this month and the other due January. Starting to build those here very shortly. I'm just going to be doing the, most of the cutting. That way I can do most of the glue-ups and stuff like that at night when it's a little bit quieter. But now that I have Daniel's uh, water 1.5 kilowatt spindle, I can also do some of the CNC work at night as well because it's that quiet. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just... It adds capability to the shop I've never had before. Game changer. Absolutely. In fact, I would actually be doing my baseline project of the Sawdust Nation uh, podcast logo on the flag. But last night when I was out there, um, we had a crazy windstorm. I was prepping the piece. The wind took it and it started raining. So I had to go out there, find it. And I got soaking wet. And I was, it was one of those moments where you're like, I'm done. So that's when I came inside for the night. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a whole bunch of projects going through the shop. We're trying to knock a bunch of things out for the end of the year. Um, some Christmas stuff, some things more family oriented, and then obviously, uh, the other projects for clients. That's what I have going in the shop. I'm still looking for, uh, places to hang my, uh, clamps. Seems to be a interesting issue to have. Never thought it would be, uh, one to say I have too many clamps at the moment, but, uh, that seems to be the case. But hopefully, with some of the scraps and stuff from these projects, I'll be able to make a new rack and find a good home for those here soon. With that, I'm going to pass it off to Nip or Nap. Go for it, man. We look alike. Sorry. Yeah, apparently. You do. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, to be fair, Nap has more hair. Yeah, I do. Luscious locks. <laughs> Freedom. Uh, no, but all right. You haven't seen my back. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Nap. <laughs> 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 all right okay other than knitting a sweater off nick's back anyways uh all right so i'm holding my planner here okay so this planner thank god is going to disappear after 2022 because i have a better weekly planner uh wife did a good job getting me this 
I just couldn't use it for the intensities that she thought I was going to use it for. I just ended up writing a bunch of notes, but a bunch of things, bunch of jobs, whatever. Uh, but looking at my uh, my pad here, so I got my buddy shadow box. That I'm going to start putting panels together for tomorrow. Um, my plan there is as long as I have the box built and flocked by, I'm going to say by Saturday, the rest of it will be easy peasy all up until Friday. Because realistically speaking, the drying of the box, getting rid of the finger excess and flocking inside of it are the most crucial portions to get to, to be done uh, for me to really continue to do the rest. Because cutting the top off and all that stuff's not a big deal after, because that's even before flocking. Um, I mean, the trays aren't really that big a deal. The shadow box that's going to go in there is a rectangle. I'm putting the flags in the lid. That I'm not really too worried about it. I just got to make sure I have enough time. Um, because time, unfortunately, is a killer when it comes to any project. And if I wait too long, I'm going to be rushing. And I don't want to be rushing on a Wednesday next week after everything's dry because I waited too long to do it. And then I got two days to make trays in a shadow box uh, because I like to try to fit my stuff within an eighth of an inch on each side so it goes in and out of the box uh, or the chest easy enough. Um, I got a hat stand, which is in work. And... That guy is over here. I'm actually going to turn my light on because we're going to do some show and tell for the patrons. All right. So we got this guy's on. Come on, camera. All right. We're going to take a little trip. All right. So that right there is the hat stand. I didn't want to grab it because it's not fully assembled yet. It's not even really glued all the way. So we're not going to move it. Uh, over here, I got a flag box. Uh, ooh, there goes the camera. There we go. Yep. You're not wearing pants. What's going on, buddy? Hey. Uh, so. <laughs> This flag box, it'll be posted. More pictures will be posted. But uh, I did that in a couple hours after a little help from Nick as far as making a jig a jig is concerned. I did it in a couple hours. Uh, yeah. But that's also because of uh, Nick sharing his failures and passing it on so I didn't have to learn that lesson myself. Uh, if you need to know about failures, folks, call me. It's true. <laughs> um, over there is the infamous hat box. It is finally done. The customer's picking it up tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. It's the last job I have in my shop. Uh, that has been paid for that I owed somebody. Uh, so I finally feel like I'm on track again, which is a great feeling. Um, and then I got a couple other little things going on. Uh, well, not little, there are actually quite a few things, but I got a grand, so grandchildren, like family tree looking thing. So you got like the branches with uh, little strings hanging down with some hearts, some names, and some dates. Uh, that's going to be made out of a maple backer with a walnut frame. I suggested uh, walnut. Our um, maple and cherry is the backer. They picked maple. Like, All right, cool. So you're going the more expensive route. Boom. All right, cool. Good Christmas gift. All right. And then I got that flag box for the World War II vet. Uh, little boy, go watch your cartoons, please. Okay, he's gone. Um, I have, so it started with seven. Now it's eight of those walnut wolf epoxy heads that I've been doing. And if you know anything about those, uh, they're not cheap, but they're not like break the bank. So I will be making a good deal on that one. Thank, like thankfully, right before Christmas, right? Uh, and then I got a walnut hat box. Uh, no lights, thankfully. Uh, so I'll be able to crank that out in about two or three days. Finishing with Odie's oil. No epoxy on the top. This is like literally the bare bones of walnut hat boxes. But it's still going to look beautiful because Odie's on walnut looks amazing. Uh, I got one of my infamous hat boards that we talked about last podcast about the things that we hate making, but we do it anyways because, well, it's not too bad for the money. Uh, so I have one of those as well. Again, another two to three day job. I'm probably going to do that in tandem with the walnut box. 
uh, just because the way the timelines match up between things drying and those things, I can work on both projects at the same time. Um, and then I also got a quick order for some snowflakes. So Nick didn't mention that we were at a, um, a little side of the road show type thing this last Saturday. And, you know, go figure Christmas people would buy ornaments. Well, uh, we'll just say Nick made some ornaments and his sold pretty quick. Uh, they may or may not have been baby Jesus and who doesn't love baby Jesus. So they bought those were gone quick. And the cool thing about it was, was Nick made them two tone. And he also, he had a chemical reaction on this acrylic that ended up looking super awesome. It like had like a wrinkled effect, kind of like gold leaf look. If anybody knows what gold leaf is out there, uh, it looked really nice. Uh, but those went quick. Uh, I had a couple paintable ornaments go quick. Um, but then I had an individual order uh, for those of those people out there that watch like Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, I did this just for some friends. I normally don't like kind of do this kind of stuff just because of, you know, copyright and those things. But uh, I was like, they asked if I could do it. So I went ahead and did it. And uh, it's just for their kids. So I made some man, uh, some Mando uh, snowflakes, which are pretty cool. Uh, other than that, though, uh, that's what I got going on in the shop as far as jobs are concerned. Uh, that's a lot, okay, especially because I'm trying to be done by the 20th of this month because I really want to just take my break up until January 2nd. And I have no jobs due in that time period between the 20th and the January 2nd. So thankfully, I'll actually have a break. I get to decompress, chill, play some video games, be a nerd. It'll be awesome. Uh, but in the meantime, I've been dealing with, um, we talked about Chineseum and being frustrated with customer service. Uh, so I've been going through some trials and tribulations with my laser. Uh, there's a, a little bit of an unforeseen cir- circumstance with it not homing. Uh, I, I didn't, couldn't figure out why. I ended up getting help from the same individual that helped me with the alignment, which I also did get an always-on laser for mirror alignment uh, from American Photonics. Uh, and I can't wait to use it to get perfect accuracy. Uh, it's pretty accurate now. I'm doing six millimeter on one pass, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, but I would, you know, if I can do it even better, I'm, I'm going to because the least amount of power uh, through my tube, the longer the life it's going to be. Uh, so I would like to keep that uh, on that side. But the problem I'm having with it in a homing was the board. So you got a Rowita controller, and you have like the main the main board. Well, I showed them that when, and this is in the aircraft world too, we do what's called a crossover. So I took my X and my Y, and I crossed to see if the issue would follow. Well, guess what? The issue followed to the other axis, and I told them, hey, there's something with my board. And they said, no, 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 it can't be the board. It's got to be your sensor. So I'm going to replace the sensor because it is on. Like, it's on without anything actuating it. So it could be it, but I, I, I don't. I have a hard time believing that that switch is preventing my X from homing. I'm just saying. Because I don't know if for those of you that own lasers, but I've crashed my X a couple times because it homed in a place it wasn't supposed to home. So I guarantee you it's not the, the, the sensor. But if it is, well, I'm the idiot. But to get this information has been a pain in the rear. So uh, when we talk about, you know, Daniel's, you know, spindles and the whole customer service thing, it's not just because he sells spindles, but having customer service is like the best thing in the world, especially when it's actual customer service and not someone like overseas or you're trying to video call at around this time at night when you're trying to get jobs done. Uh, so it's been a little frustrating to say the least. Um, and I won't mention the company's name because that's, that's not who I am, but I will say 
Uh, it, it's just been a really hard time with it. Yeah, I 100% re- so, recommend Omtech over any yeah, company. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> the, uh, Nap, like, should have got an Omtech. And uh, if you're listening and you're considering buying a CO2 laser or even a fiber laser, uh, we have a affiliation with Omtech. So we can hook you up with that um, link and uh, you can purchase and benefit yourself and us. And uh, if you purchase using our link, obviously, uh, we will, us on the Sawdust Nation podcast, we will be able to assist you with any, uh, I would say, minor issues with your machine or any setup issues you might have. Um, I'm offering that service for, of myself, and I'm sure Nap would, would be willing to, to donate his time as well. But, of course. Um, just give him, a, give him a look-see on the internet, Omtech. Uh, is on uh, Instagram, so it's that's at Omtech Lasers, I believe. Something like that, yeah. We'll we'll look it up and make sure it's in the mentions. Um, but to be fair, I will say this: so like Nick has always purchased tools, and I'm like, ooh, I want that. Well, I purchased the laser first. And Nick's like, well, I'm going to get this because I'm going to get it quicker than you. And I'm like, and sure enough, he got his in like two days after he ordered it. So yes, Nick won that battle. Well, so, I mean, the only reason I got it like I did was because they delivered to my front door. Yeah. And it was all included in the price. So it wasn't like I had to coordinate anything with any freight companies or any ports of entry to the country or any customs, all that stuff. Omtech already does all that stuff for you, and they just they just ship it right to you. So, yeah, all, all that to say, honestly, like, I know you, you pay me pay a little less for the laser itself, but I will tell you right now, the amount you pay for freight, the taxes and all this stuff, it's going to equal the amount of whatever it is you're going to pay in Omtech. So honestly, just go with Omtech. It's uh, American uh, customer service, and you can't really beat that. But okay, so enough of the laser stuff, because it actually aggravates me to talk about it even now, because I got to go replace the sensor switch to show that I'm not wrong. Uh, I know how to shoot wires. Contrary to popular belief, as a weapons maintainer, I actually know how to shoot wires. I have a fluke multimeter. I have the I have all the stuff, so I know what I'm doing. But yeah, so there's that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I got going on. Yeah, no, I think that's really it. Uh, I know Nick and I are going to be trying to start start hitting some uh, other bigger shows, possibly. Uh, but actually planning for them, like because lately we've been just kind of like hitting them up, like, hey, yeah, we'll go, we'll see what it's about, make a couple sales. Ends up not, not really being worth our while. So we're, we're going to start hitting places that legit are craft shows and fairs where people actually appreciate uh, the things we do and don't question how much we price things. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you haven't heard this song, it costs as much because it takes me bleeping hours. You need to go listen to it uh, because that, that's what it is. So that's all I got going on uh, in the shop. Hey, hey, Daniel, real quick, I got to ask, man, does anybody ever just like try and talk you down? Like, no, nah, man, that spindle, I'll give you 400 for it. <laughs> like, ha- try and haggle for it? No, they they have not. No. <laughs> man, you're a lucky, lucky guy. Lucky guy. Well, it's, we get it's, that. It, it's a little easier because on, on my side of the argument, I get to show all of these extra features that you don't get with those cheaper $300, $400 spindles. Yeah. You get this, you get this, you get this, plus American service. I mean, I handle all of that freight stuff, take care of all of that, get all that in. I have it in stock. Is I'm literally sitting on like 30 motors and, and 100 VFDs 
with a, I think I've got another 30 motors uh, on order should be here uh, probably in about two or three weeks. <laughs> so I'll be up to my earball eyeballs in that too. You get Skittles. Just saying. Yeah. I'm saying no, you'll get Skittles. No other company offers Skittles with their stuff. Okay. Although when you opened your laser, it did smell like. Uh, don't, like- don't, no, <laughs> no. Moving on. Okay. We did have uh, Wim Design, Victor, uh, do a voicemail for us. So we'll go ahead and play that. Hey, guys. Victor from Wim Designs here. Just wanted to say you guys have been killing it with the posts, the lives, the spindles, and the fares. So keep up the good work. My question for this week is, I'm a new maker. You guys have been doing this for a while. So did you guys ever run into a project or a task or anything that you didn't do for a while and then realized, oh my God, I can't believe I waited this long. Or uh, another way, did you ever do something that you found out was much easier than you thought it was going to be? Thanks guys. Keep up the good work. Daniel, let's go to you. Um, so that, that one's easy for me. Um, for the good uh, year and a half, I was using my Shapoko 3 XXL to carve all of my uh, acrylic. And that thing was that that workflow was very laborious. So not only do you have to cut cut the uh, use the right bits and all that stuff, the speeds mm-hmm. and feeds, I've got that like perfected uh, in my files that I haven't touched in like a year. Um, but <laughs> you you cut them. You you have to leave a uh, you have to leave those tabs on it so that the pieces don't uh, uh, come out and hit the bits and all that. So you got this big sheet with all of these tabs on it. You've got like a hundred parts on one small sheet. And I take a Dremel and I was cutting all that out. And then of course I'd have to go and clean up those tabs on a sander. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I finally have a sellable part. When I got that laser, now I could put in a piece of acrylic, cut the entire thing, no tabs, in maybe five minutes when the previous process on, a, on that same size sheet of acrylic would take about an hour and a half. So I cut out almost an hour and a half of time just by upgrading one piece of equipment. Absolutely. And I think that's an important takeaway from that is knowing your equipment. Um, I mean, at the time you didn't have a laser, but a lot of people will come and ask the question, you know, what CNC should I have or, you know, what laser? And the first thing I ask them is, what are you going to use it for? Because depending on what they're going to use it for, they might not want the CNC. A laser might be more for their shop than the CNC. Nick, what about you? I want to hear what Nap has to say. As far as like jobs that I thought would have been easier, well, then the, honestly, it's really jobs that have been easier than I thought they would be. So actually, believe it or not, this flag box, it's very recent for me. So Nick had uh, back a few episodes ago, he talked about making this flag box, and he, you know, Wasted some material because he did X, Y, and Z with inner dimensions versus outer dimensions. Um, and then he even like had a couple issues just as far as cutting things. And he ended up going, yeah, nap. So you need to do this, this, and this. Oh, hey, don't forget this. Don't forget that. And I'm like, that sounds like so much. So I ended up watching a video real quick on how to make this jig that he was telling me about. Jig took me 15 minutes to make. I was like, oh, that was pretty easy. And then I realized that I suck at math. So yes, Daniel, I uh, I was supposed to calculate an angle 22 and a half degrees, but because my little thingamajig, my uh, gauge, measures in the um, opposite side, so the, uh, what is it, complementary angle, rather than like, hey, it's at 22 and a half, rather it's at 66 and some change. 
six, 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 six and a half. I think is what it was. I ended up putting it at like 76 and a half or something like that because I didn't subtract 22 and a half from 90 crap properly. I had to use a calculator. I'm a dork. Yes, I admit I, I pulled the bonehead move. And I'm sitting there like, why is this not working? And then finally I got it. And then I you know, ran a couple of test pieces. I already had the boards ready to rock and roll. I literally put them things through the the you know the table saw in like a matter of what 10, 15 minutes. And I was assembling almost immediately after I made the rabbits, the chamfers. But like Nick probably spent hours trying to like get to perfect this thing. And because he helped me out with like the, the ways I should do the things, it didn't take me quite as long. Uh, and honestly, had it not had the information from Nick, it probably would have been one of those really long um, uh, projects. And of course, my son is trying to get my attention. What? Go watch your cartoons. <laughs> he like bothers me for no reason. Like it's just his thing. Um, but if I were to say any other jobs that I thought were going to be like super hard, um, but then they're being super easy. Uh, actually, hat presses for the military training instructor hats. They were a lot. They were kind of crazy in the beginning because I had no idea what I was doing. But reaching out to another maker again, I, I, I'm not, I have no shame in reaching out to makers. If I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to ask. Uh, so Josh Armor for Armor Woodworks on Instagram, he uh, helped me out, even sent me some files to get me started. And I ended up making a universal file for all hat sizes and sending that to him as well. Uh, but that process has been from a week to like three or four days now, uh, just because of dry times and those things. But other than that, I mean, realistically, everything's had its trials and tribulations. I mean, art when you research and develop something, it's naturally going to take a lot longer than when you eventually get started uh, or get really get in the groove of making it. Like if I was in production on like one item, like if I made flag boxes, for example, I now have a jig. I can literally sit there and rip 22 and a half degree angles now in a matter of seconds uh, rather than trying to freaking reinvent the wheel. So I mean, that's that's what I got for that question. What about you, Nick? So I always I'm the opposite, man. Everything I do, I think, oh, that's going to be easy. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> like three hours into the same tr- cut trying to get get something right. So, honestly, I think the best, the easiest thing that I that I make that I didn't realize it would be so easy would be my plaques, just because I, I you know, I I, I, did, I got it right on the first try when I designed it, and since then, um, I'm talking about like my 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 like Ranger Tab plaques. Those are like. I took an existing file that was not in any shape to be cut and I, I messed with it and I tried to, to tweak it to get it perfect to what I thought was perfect and it came out the way I thought it would. So way easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to have to go back and forth with this file and wrestle with it, trying to work out some kinks on the vectors, but everything's good to go. I know that's probably not too exciting, but that's what I got. Hmm. Do we have any other questions or... Uh, my my answer is woodworking in general. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize Josh didn't even go yet. In the beginning, I remember I was deployed, and I've been messing around in the shop a little bit. I made our bookcases, and I was getting the itch. And I was YouTubing, and like obviously, you you can't woodwork when you're deployed. So I did the best thing is I was doing the YouTube and trying to connect and stuff like that. And when I decided to finally get into it, 
you know, I thought it was going to be this hard thing that was going to be, you know, everything was going to be a challenge. And it just eventually just had to take each project on. And once I did, it started to come easier and easier. Um, is this one of those things where, you know, I always think it's going to be harder than it is. And I started and then I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. Um, my big advice for any new woodworker out there is try it, give it a go. Even if it's just for yourself, because you never know, it might be something that comes naturally to you and that project might be easy, or you might learn something that's going to help you in an additional project. I have a notebook and when I do a project and I, I write down notes. So the next time, if I don't do something for a very long time, I can go back and those lessons are already learned. Those notes, you know, they're in my hands. So I can basically go in there and be like, oh, okay, yep, I'm not going to do that mistake again. I need to do this. And that's saved me a lot of time on certain projects, um, especially if I haven't done one in a very long time. I do have another thing for on that line. You said try it. Yeah, try it on scrap yes. wood first. Don't, <laughs> don't go with the... Yes, absolutely. Don't go with like the the $150 plank of walnut that you only have just enough to make the project with. Give them angles a test on some right. pine. I think we've all wasted, you know, good supply of wood at one point in time, but yeah, use your scrap. Um, you know, write down your lessons learned so you can remember them because, you know, you might forget them. You don't want to have to learn that again. But the one project that I kind of put in the back of my mind as being difficult, which is not that difficult, is uh, challenge coin racks. In the beginning, I just thought, hey, that looks difficult, whatever. Um, I didn't have a dado stack at that point. Um, so it just, I know I was gonna have to make multiple cuts of my, uh, table saw and I had the Dewalt, um, drop site saw, which made me nervous as is. So there was a multiple factors that went into that, but, uh, I did do my first couple with that saw. Um, I just took it step by step. I even kept a piece of the first rail that I did so I could reference that. So when I was lining up the blade for the coin slot, I could just reference that one, scrap piece of wood that I kept aside and that helped me um, the woodworkers I would you know I would challenge you to do what you think you can't do on scrap wood see what you can do take away lessons and it's just gonna make you better nope today was a lot of fun about spindles and stuff so I was pretty excited about that can we anytime I get to talk about spindles now I'm all about it I bet because you got one you're up and running you're like yes absolutely Daniel Daniel, what's your biggest what's your biggest mess up? Um, like your most expensive, costly screw up in the shop? Uh, well, that would be the two point two one ten spindles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said I got a dozen of them under there, <laughs> and now they're on sale for <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> we say we uh, wrap her up there, Josh. Wrap it up like a Christmas gift. That's right. Let's wrap it up like a Christmas gift. But we couldn't be doing any of the wrapping without daniel from pone cnc and daniel thank you again for coming on the show uh thanks again for your like unlimited abyss of knowledge man it's absolutely paramount for us we you know even before we we started purchasing uh things from pone cnc you were uh you know hooking us up with the knowledge so uh we we appreciate that and we also appreciate you sponsoring this podcast and making all of this possible. Um, again, if you're listening and you're remotely interested in a spindle, please check out PwnCNC.com. 
it, there's no surprises with Daniel. All you got to do is just buy the spindle, use our promo code, which is Sawdust Nation. Get that 10% off. Un- unwrap that box on Christmas Day and put it on your CNC machine in less than 30 minutes and be ready to rock and roll. But yeah, that's where we stand with Pump CNC. Thank you so much. And uh, next up, Total Boat, uh, Total Boat Epoxies. Check them out at totalboat.com or at Total Boat on the big IG. If you want a 10% off promo code for Total Boat, we got that too. Go ahead and slide into our DMs at Sawdust Nation Podcast or shoot us an email at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com and we'll hook you up. Uh, but from now, you know, like get on that boat, Total Boat. And last but not least, Daytech Photonics. Pew-pew! Thank you for supporting this podcast. We love you. Check them out, jtechphotonics.com. They got that diode laser for that diode laser experience. Thank you, Nick, for all those awesome sponsors. But hey, check it out. If you're listening to the podcast and you catch it on the Apple podcast, you got to make sure you give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, tell us why you're not giving us five stars so we can make sure we can uh, fix uh, what it is we're not giving to you as far as content is concerned. Uh, But if you are giving us five stars, keep on enjoying on uh, listening. And to our patrons, you know what you get when you uh, get the podcast. You get that video experience as well as all the bloopers and all the fun things. But other than that, that's what I got. Josh, what you got, sir? Well, as always, you can contact all four of us on Instagram. We got PWNCNC Danny over here has his Instagram page and website. Um, that link is in all of our link trees on our bios, including the Sawdust Nation podcast page on Instagram. We also have Nap from Naps Works LLC, Nick from MPG Creations, and myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. We have the email in addition. You can reach out to us with any kind of topic ideas or questions for the podcast itself, or just want to show us what you're working on in the shop and your latest project. You can reach us at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. So we did have a contest, and uh, we're going to be announcing the winner on our Instagram page. And uh, we'll be reaching out to you with the prizes here shortly. So be on the lookout for that as well. But final words, Daniel? Don't just own your CNC, dominate it. (laughs) Dominate it. With a potent CNC spindle now. (laughs) For real. Easy to do with a spindle. That's right. (sighs) You know what? I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. You know, remember, folks, community over competition. And remember that uh, promo code with that uh, at the maker community project uh, is, you know, to get your your merch, if you will, shirts, hats, flags, all the good stuff, uh, but also supporting a good cause and getting put into whatever sweepstakes it is they're doing. They got a lot going on over there. I don't know if you've seen, but they've raised uh, a good sum of money for that community project after the rollout. And all they're doing is helping uh, the maker community as a whole. Uh, But, hey, take care of each other, uh, because at the end of the day. That is what it is, community of a competition. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves and each other. And I just got to say, on the whole, I think Preparation H feels good. What? (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Like it never happened. Anyway, thank you for tuning in for uh, another episode of Sound Station Podcast with Daniel joining us. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us and talking about the spindle kits. Uh, we're super excited about those. But uh, if you want to listen to us, you can tune in on all your major podcast catchers. And uh, we can whisper in your ear while you're doing chores in the house or outside the house or in the shop or driving to work. So we appreciate you guys tuning in this week. And as always, go make some sawdust. The Sawdust Nation out.
Okay, I gotta know you, what what is this thing you just said, Nick? You just completely like my mind went from like, yeah, we're here to <laughs> what happened. On the whole, I think preparation H feels good. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I just caught that first part. 